The Dallas Stars started their most recent road trip out the worst possible way you can start. They lost 4-0 at the hand of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And on today's show, we will be breaking down what happened in this game and what the Stars need to do in order to get out of this rut that they're in. We're talking about all of it on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey credentialed member of the Stars media. Thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on the Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast at. Follow us on social media as well. I'm at on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis at Locked on Stars as well. And be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube. We are getting closer and closer to 200 subscribers. Thank you guys for the continued support. Follow subscriptions, likes, retweets, you name it. Truly do appreciate every single one of you that interacts and listens to our show. But without any further hesitation, let's get right into it. Talking about last night's game between the Stars and the Maple Leafs. And it was a disappointing one, folks. The Stars were shut out for the fifth time, technically um, the fourth time, I mean, they've been shut out five times. They technically won one of those games, uh, but still, um, at least the fifth shutout this season. They got shut out first by the Los Angeles Kings, then the Washington Capitals, the Colorado Avalanche, the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, they won that game in a shootout, but technically were shut out in regulation and overtime. And then, of course, last night against Toronto, against a goalie making his first NHL start. I mean, if that isn't just the most normal thing to happen to the Dallas Stars in 2021-2022. I don't know what is. Uh, I know Saad Youssef of The Athletic had a tweet uh, that I think he even retweeted last night saying that if, you know, a person who has never watched hockey only watched Dallas Stars games, they would be convinced that the NHL is just filled with top-tier goaltending um, and that goaltending is not really at a premium. And it seems like every team has a good goaltender. And that certainly seemed to be the case last night with Eric Schalgren getting his first like I said, first NHL start, 35 saves on 35 shots, absolutely shutting down any attempts from the Stars offense. Pretty pretty embarrassing, but also, again, it, it, I'm not even really surprised with uh, you know the moments that we've had this season um, of instances like that where these seemingly no-name goalies or these mediocre goalies have these Vesna-caliber games against the Stars just because this the Stars team just can struggle so much on offense. They are seemingly a one-line team, and that was very much the case in last night's game. It was proven, and it was exploited. I mean, uh, this guy, uh, Shalgren, had not seen action since March 10th. He came in relief of Peter Morazic against the Coyotes, who, ironically, that is the team who drafted Shalgren back in 2015 with the 183rd overall pick, and now the Arizona Coyotes have more goals against him than the Stars because they did get one goal by him in what I think was an Arizona overtime win there, uh, you know, their second to last game before they matched up with the Stars before the Heritage Classic against the Sabres. But I digress there. 
And this isn't to say that the Stars didn't have looks. I don't think there was ever really a moment where Shogun was absolutely, you know, just taking on a barrage of shots where it felt like the Stars were just seconds away from breaking through. Every Dallas Stars player recorded a shot on goal except Rupe Hintz and Yanni Hockenpah. Uh, that's not very good for Rupe Hintz, um, considering that we are uh, talking about a team that is relies so heavily on that top line. That's one of the guys on the top line. He did not record a shot on goal. And it's just, you know, uh, you mean you can't say it enough about this game. The lack of scoring opportunities and especially scoring opportunities from pretty much everyone. But the top line just reared its ugly head in last night's matchup. The top line only combined for five shots on goal. Joe Pavelski only had two. Jason Robertson had three. Rupe, like I said, had none. Jason Robertson loses to his little brother, Nick Robertson, uh, who somehow that, that storyline did not even come up in yesterday's episode in previewing. I was too focused on Tyler Sagan getting close to 300 goals. Obviously, he's from uh, around the Toronto area in Ontario. I think they were saying on the broadcast, he grew up about 45 minutes from where the Toronto Maple Leafs play. So that was obviously a big storyline. The Braden Holtzby news was a big storyline. Pavelski's contract extension. So I missed that. But this was the first time that the Robertson brothers got to play against one another at the NHL level. They played a lot of junior hockey against one another. Really cool moment. Unfortunately, Jason not able to get uh, the last laugh in their first matchup in the NHL together, but I'm sure they will see plenty more of each other throughout their young hockey careers. Jake Ottinger, also not a very good game. Speaking of guys who have kind of been on a tear recently, who are seeming to be cooled down as of late. Jake Ottinger may be feeling the pressure a little bit with Braden Holtzby now kind of on this weird day-to-day -day injury storyline. Anton Hudobin, as we know, had surgery on Monday. He's pretty much done for the year, and it's just crazy, and I know a lot of people have commented on this, but I mean, it seems like Goalie was the position that we were not worried about with the Stars team at the start of the season. We still had Ben Bishop seeming to make a comeback. Anton Hudobin seemed to be in pretty good shape. I mean, obviously didn't have a good start to the season, but he was still an option. Braden Holtzby started out the year really well, and we thought we were going to have Jake Ottinger at the AHL level de developing with the Texas Stars. But now Jake Ottinger is the last man standing at this point in time. We do have Adam Scheel currently backing up, but I mean, I don't know how confident I am and a guy like Shield to have to come into a game, whether it's in relief or a start, uh, unless he wants to have that Shalgren energy um, and just shut out a team in his first NHL start. That would be cool, but I really don't want to have to see a situation where Adam Shield has to get a lot of playtime at this point in the season because the gravity of the situation is that the Stars need wins and they need as many of them as they can get, and they've now lost three in a row. And they really needed to start this road trip out strong, and they just did not do that. Even if the Stars take a loss in this game, I feel like it would have been a little bit more okay if they had at least scored or if they had at least kept it close. If this was a 4-3 to three loss or a 3-2 to two loss, that was hard fought, close. The Stars were connecting on their shots, defending a little bit better. I mean, I think we're still disappointed, but you can move on to the next game with a little bit, maybe a little bit of confidence and um you know, with some sort of positive takeaway, but not really a whole lot of positive to take out of this game. Um, I mean, Jake Ottinger had a really cool acrobatic save in the third period, but the Stars were already down three to zero, and the, the the Leafs ended up getting that fourth goal anyway. So, doesn't really seem to matter too much. It was a nice goal. Um, I do feel bad for Jake because this is a lot of pressure to be cast upon him this early in his career. I mean, this is such a crucial stretch in the season, and he's really the guy that the Stars have to go to, which I'm sure he's excited about, excited for the challenge, excited for the opportunity. But that's just a lot of weight to bear on your shoulders as young as he is in his early 20s. And he's had some nice stretches this season, but this is just part of the maturing process as a professional athlete, as an NHL goalie. 
I'm sure that he's going to figure it out and he's still going to have some fantastic stretches here the rest of this season. But this is just a tough situation to be in. I do feel for him. It's also hard when you don't have your best defenseman out there on the ice. And also when your second best defenseman is getting rocked around. I know John Klingberg took a big hit early in the game. It was a little bit slow to get up. He did continue to play. But, I mean, who knows? We just can't be seeing things like that. We can't afford to lose any more defensemen. And we need them playing as hard as they can all game, every game, to help Jake Ottinger out as much as possible. But coming up after a quick break, we will continue to talk about the Stars' recent struggles and what they need to do uh, over the next week or so between now and the trade deadline. All of that coming up after a quick message from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They are better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Compare that to a Built Bar, which only contains 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut almond, and regular coconut, and a new flavor for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it and it will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. Your host, Dane Lewis here. Follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. And of course, you can find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars as well. Also, a quick reminder that I will be going live on trade deadline day around 3 p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock Central time to talk about all the trades that go down before, at, around the deadline. Whether it includes the Dallas Stars or not, I will be going live 2 o'clock Central time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, at 3.30 Eastern time, you can catch the Locked On Fantasy podcast reaction show to the trade deadline as well. It'll be a little bit more of a national show with other hosts from around the country, around the Locked On Podcast Network, giving their input and insight on what goes down on trade deadline day. Be sure to check all of that great content out. Going to be a crazy fun day. This is a fun time of year in the NHL with the trade deadline. Certainly do not want to miss a single moment of all the good action. So be sure to check out all of those live shows. But let's get right back into talking about the stars and their recent struggles. Uh, and I... I I mean, just games like this make me think, you know, that I wish the Stars were more likely to make a move at the trade deadline, and I just don't know how possible it is. I mean, we've seen kind of the dominoes start falling leading up to the trade deadline on March 21st. We are less than a week away. The dominoes have started to fall. We've seen some moves really kind of starting, you know, back on Monday, the Colorado Avalanche being the most active team. They made moves by getting D-man Josh Manson from the Anaheim Ducks as well as Nico Sturm from the Wild trading Tyson Jost uh, to the Minnesota Wild. So a little interdivisional trading, two teams that will probably, uh, the Avalanche 100% will be in the playoffs. The Wild, I don't see why they would fall out of the playoff race, but I mean, two teams looking to contend and trading with each other, even though not necessarily a blockbuster trade, Sturm and Jost seem to be about equal players as far as skill set and what they bring to the table this season. But still, the Avalanche seem to be shuffling some things around, making moves. 
Still, many believe that they could be getting a guy like Claude Giroux, uh, maybe after Giroux plays his 1,000th game with the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't remember what day that's coming up, but I have heard rumors that really the trade has probably already been done, but they're waiting for an announcement and waiting for it to actually be delivered, if you will, until Giroux plays his 1,000th game with the franchise that he's called home for several seasons. So certainly something to keep an eye on there. The Avalanche don't seem to be done anytime soon with the trades. But several other contenders and playoff teams will be making moves, probably even by the time you're hearing this, maybe moves have been made or moves will be made later today. Uh, and I think the Stars really need to find a way to somehow be in the same conversation as those teams. But again, I don't know how likely it is. I mean, a few weeks ago, and even if you asked me, maybe in the middle of last week, I believe that the Stars wouldn't really do anything at the deadline. I don't know if they needed to do anything. But now we have our best defenseman, Miro Haskinen, out for a long time with Mono. You have Brayden Holtby, who's day-to-day. -day. Who knows how serious his injury is to his lower body. And they probably still won't do anything at the trade deadline. But again, I, I think they really could benefit from adding some offensive firepower because we saw it last night in Toronto. No, really no offense consistently produced in that game. I mean, 35 shots on goal, but they were all kind of spread out. And especially at the end, I mean, they did have the six on five for a little bit there before Toronto eventually closed the door with their fourth goal of the game on the empty netter. And it's just such a tricky situation with the very limited amount of cap space, really. The only way to clear cap is to move someone to the LTIR like Miro or Holtby, but I just don't think that's a wise decision because as we talked about last segment, then you really are leaving Jake Ottinger out to dry without a actual backup goalie. I mean, maybe Adam Scheel is a great player, but I just don't think he's ready to come in and be the backup of a team with Stanley Cup playoff aspirations. Also, I mean, if Miro Haskinen is able to come back before the playoffs, I think they need to insert him into the lineup as soon as he, as soon as he is healthy and ready to go. I mean, you don't want to force him back too soon with Mono because like we talked about last week, uh, Mono means that even once he's not sick anymore, his fatigue is going to be at a high level. His stamina is going to be extremely low. He's going to have to ease back into things. But putting him on the LTIR does not seem like a wise decision as he is, like we've been saying, our best defenseman and arguably a top three player on this team. One of the best contributors that the Stars desperately need. So moving him to the LTIR, even though it would clear up a lot of cap space because of his new contract, doesn't seem like a wise move. Neither does moving Braden Holtby, who Holtby's not making that much money, would not really affect the cap space. And it just seems too risky. So it's like, who do you move to LTIR? Who do you potentially trade to, you know, get rid of their contract? Uh, it, it's just such a messy situation. And, you know, maybe you throw in the, the possibility of them going after some kind of goaltender. Um, because, again, we don't know the severity of Braden Holtby's injury, even though he's listed as day-to-day. -day. Jonas Corposalo, maybe out of Columbus. I, I know Marc-Andre Fleury maybe isn't even leaving Chicago. The Stars, no way they are able to get him. Um, I mean, I don't even know who they go after for goalies because there's so many other teams in desperate needs of goalies as well. Teams that are in desperate needs of goalies that maybe have better shots in the playoffs and even at the playoffs than the Dallas Stars do. And it's unfortunate because I think the Stars front office won't make a move. One, because I think that they are satisfied with where they're at and the cap. I mean, we've heard Jim Nail say that they're happy with what they have. They're happy with where they're at. But it's like, is that the truth? And how much do he and the coaching staff and the rest of the front office really believe that? Uh, and, you know, how much of it is also factored in by the cap? I mean, we can only, you know, blame the front office what, you know, what not so much. I mean, I'm sure in a perfect world that they'd love to bring in a big name free agent to help spice up the offense a little bit. I, but again, I, I just don't know 
what the likelihood of that is. We'll, of course, be keeping an eye on it here. I mean, crazy things happen at the trade deadline. We said it's a great time of year in the NHL. Wild and crazy and unpredictable things happen, and maybe the Stars will come out of nowhere, and the roster could look completely different. Um, and that's kind of the, the fun mystery side of hockey, but also a stressful side of hockey because the Stars team does have good pieces, but ultimately at their worst. And we I think we saw them debatably at their worst last night in Toronto. They look like a team that just has no identity on offense, and they really struggle on defense without their leader, Miro Haskinen, and they leave their young goalie vulnerable. So lots of questions to be answered for the Stars between now and Monday. We'll be continuing to follow any trade rumors and storylines closely here at Locked on Stars. To close out the show, we will take another quick look at the Western Conference and how the Stars stack up to some other teams in competition for the wildcard spots in the West. All of that coming up after another quick break. Closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, here to talk about the picture and the rest of the Western Conference. And I mean, the Dallas Stars did fall short last night, but thankfully a lot of other things went well for the Stars that they are pretty much in the same position that they started in on Tuesday morning. The Vegas Golden Knights lost to the Winnipeg Jets 7-3. Good because the, the Golden Knights still hold that second wild card spot only one point ahead of the Stars. But now the Jets are only one point behind the Stars. Below them, the Anaheim Ducks lost in overtime to the Rangers and are only two points back of the Dallas Stars. A regulation win or an overtime win would have put them pretty much in the same position as Winnipeg. The Vancouver Canucks at the time of recording this lead the New Jersey Devils 2-1. to one. If that score holds, uh, a win ties them with the Dallas Stars with 67 points. So a lot of these teams, Vancouver, Anaheim, Winnipeg, closing in on the Stars very, very quickly. And, I mean, it's all just because the Stars have lost three straight. They haven't lost three straight since the middle of January, the 14th through the 18th, when they lost to Florida, Tampa Bay, and Montreal back to back to back. And they did win four straight right after that on the road. So maybe another short win streak is incoming for the Stars team. And the Stars really need to bounce back because a lot of the teams I just mentioned, they have on the schedule very soon at the conclusion of this current road trip, head-to-head -head against a lot of these playoff competitors. The Edmonton Oilers on March 22nd at home. On March 26th, the Vancouver Canucks come into town on March 29th. And March 20, 31st, the Stars play in Anaheim against the Ducks, two games in a row there. Then they do play the San Jose Sharks in San Jose on April 4th, uh, April 2nd, excuse me. The Sharks seem to be slipping more and more out of the playoff picture day and day. But by the time April 2nd rolls around, who knows where they will be standing. Maybe they go on a run and they find themselves in the same position as the Jets, the Ducks, the Canucks. Uh, that rhymed. That was cool. Um, but I'm not a rapper. This team absolutely needs a spark, though, the Dallas Stars do. And you would think that the spark and the motivation would be having all these teams behind them and having a team like Vegas slipping in the standings. Really just having a, a division as chaotic as the Pacific day in and day out. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could slip and fall out of a playoff position very easily. Right now it's Vegas, but at one point it was the Kings. At one point it was the Flames. At one point it was Oilers. Right now it's also the Canucks and the Anaheim Ducks. Another rhyme right there. Thanks for making that rhyme, NHL. The Ducks and the Canucks in the same division. That's a lot of fun. Never noticed that before. But, I mean, I, you would think that that's really the spark and the motivation that a team like the Dallas Stars need with all the veterans on this roster, realizing the gravity of the situation. But, I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, if it's not that, how else do you motivate this team? I mean, there really shouldn't need to be any extra pep talk or, you know, getting them fired up from the coaching staff. 
Uh, the stars should realize where they stand in the standings, what's at stake. And that should be enough. Um, and we need to see a lot more effort offensively and defensively from this team. Need to see more from them on special teams. Thankfully, they have a pretty good opportunity coming up against a basement dweller team in the Montreal Canadiens, which we will be talking about that matchup on tomorrow's episode, getting you ready for that game. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. With host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, they will help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Again, on YouTube, getting closer and closer to 200 subscribers day by day. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, you name it. Uh, we are pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast at. You can find us there as well. Well, you can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there as well. Tune in tomorrow as we will be previewing the matchup between the Stars and the Montreal Canadiens going down in Montreal the first time in a while that the Stars have made a trip to the Canadiens arena. And we'll be giving you all the information and insight you need before that matchup. We'll see you there, Stars fans. Have a great Wednesday.